Stocks are on shaky ground as bonds continue to implode. I'm Graham Summers, and this is Bulls, Bears, and BS. Welcome back to Bulls, Bears, and BS. I'm Graham Summers, and today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. The big news last week for the markets concerned geopolitics, specifically the ongoing conflict in the Middle East, as well as the fact that the bond market is anticipating a large QRA next week, which is causing bonds to sell off aggressively. We'll cover both of these in detail. In Full disclosure, I am not an expert on the Middle East. I'm simply going to be painting in very broad strokes. But the basic gist of it is that Hamas attacked Israel a number of weeks ago. Israel is now responding. It's looking more and more as though other players are involved in this, including Qatar and Iran. The United States is certainly taking it very seriously. They're continuing to move warships and large military assets into the region as a show of support for Israel. So the bottom line is something that was initially an attack on Israel is now got the potential to become something much bigger, and the United States is certainly treating it that way. This is something that's clearly large enough to be of great concern to the financial system, and we're seeing the markets react accordingly. Gold spiked up to $2,000 an ounce based on geopolitical tension. Oil has now risen from $84 or $82 a barrel up to over $90 a barrel in the last few weeks. These are both items that are directly correlated to what we're seeing in the Middle East. The big question now is how quickly this issue resolves or whether it becomes something much bigger that actually drags the United States into some kind of prolonged conflict. Again, I am not a geopolitical expert. The other thing I'd like to notice is that it's very, very difficult to predict the impact that geopolitics will have on the financial markets. The main thing I can simply say is that this has become an issue that the markets care about deeply, as has been illustrated by both gold and oil. Those are the assets to be watching for signs of how quickly this will be resolved. The other big issue last week, and the one that had a very profound impact on stocks, concerned the debt markets. As I've stated before, when bond prices fall, bond yields rise. And last week, the yield on the all-important U.S. Treasury, excuse me, the 10-year U.S. Treasury, broke above 5% on an intraday basis, meaning it spiked up during the trading, but it actually was down below 5% by the time the markets closed. Why does this matter? Well, first and foremost, the 10-year U.S. Treasury is generally considered to be the most important bond in the world. This is the bond against which mortgage rates are aligned. It's also considered to be a bond that will encapsulate a full economic cycle in its duration. Remember, in every given 10 years, you can expect both an economic expansion and an economic contraction. So this is really a very important bond, especially when it comes for pricing stocks in the intermediate to longer term. So why does it matter so much that the yield spiked to 5%? Well, first and foremost, that's the highest we've seen since 2006. At that time, the United States had less than $10 trillion in debt. We now have $33 trillion, and we're adding several trillion every year. 
Moreover, the 10-year U.S. Treasury spiking like this from a kind of technical analysis perspective is critical because once the yield on this Treasury breaks above 5% and stays there, there isn't really much overhead resistance until 5.25%, and then you get up to 6%. If you see the yield on the U.S. Treasury go to that level, we're going to see an alt-right alt -right panic in the stock market. Because again, this is the bond against which stocks are being priced. So if this bond is collapsing, remember bond prices fall, bond yields rise, then the stock market's going to have to be repriced at a much lower forward multiple. Currently, stocks have managed to kind of ignore the rise in treasury yields at different points in the last few months, but we can never ever really truly ignore what's happening in the bond market because once inflation entered the financial system in 2021 and the Federal Reserve took steps to try to tame inflation, bonds began determining what is the forward multiple that stocks are going to be priced at. When interest rates were around zero, investors were willing to pay 20 to 22 times forward earnings for stocks. Now that you've got treasury yields above 5% for almost the entire yield curve, investors are typically only paying 16 to 18 times forward earnings for stocks. Recently, stocks have gone as high as 19 times forward earnings, which is extremely richly priced considering where bond yields are. And so this ongoing collapse in bonds is going to have an impact on stocks, and it started to last week. It was not surprising to me at all that as bond yields spiked, stocks took it on the chin. And now the big issue is what's to come. Every quarter, the U.S. Treasury issues a report called the Quarterly Refinancing Report, or the, or the Quarterly Refinancing Announcement, or QRA. And this is a very important thing because what it is, is it consists of the Treasury telling the markets how much debt it's simply going to roll over to new debt and how much new debt it's going to have to actually issue outright. Because remember, the giant pile of debt the U.S. is sitting on, we don't pay it off all the time. Instead, many times when debt comes due, we simply roll it over into new debt. But because we're running this massive fiscal deficit, which means we're spending more money than we take in via taxes, we're also having to issue brand new debt to simply finance the government. Now, this was a big concern back in late July, early August. It actually marked the recent top for stocks because at that time, the Treasury announced its QRA for the third quarter of this year. Now, the third quarter is July through the end of September. And at that time, the Treasury announced, A, that it would need to issue $274 billion in more debt than it initially had anticipated, and B, that it was going to have to issue more long-term debt than it had initially anticipated. The actual difference in long-term debt being issued was actually quite small. It went from about $96 billion to $102 billion, but between the fact that it was issuing more than expected and it was issuing more overall, $274 billion, panicked the bond market. That's what caused this recent breakdown in bonds, which kicked off this spike in yields that is continuing to today. Now, the Treasury is going to be announcing its next QRA next week, the week of Halloween. And that's going to be extremely important because if the Treasury once again surprises the markets, then we're going to see potentially an all-out panic in bonds, which would take stocks down quite a lot. I believe that much of the current collapse in bonds has simply been bond investors anticipating a very bad QRA is coming, and they're moving to get ahead of the curve by dumping their bond positions. 
Because again, basic economics tells us that the more of something there is, the less it's worth. So if the treasury is having to issue more and more and more and more debt, then the debt's going to be worth less. So the big question is, how does the market finally react when the QRA is announced? If the QRA surprises again to the point that it's issuing more debt than expected, things will get pretty dicey. But if the QRA is the amount that is expected, or maybe even a little bit less, we could actually see bonds have a nice rally, which would put a floor under stocks. So that's really what the stock market and bond market are anticipating right now. The bond market really does not like surprises. It had a quite nasty surprise at the end of July, and that was what marked the top in stocks. It's now selling off to anticipate a potential negative surprise in a week when the Treasury announced its fourth quarter QRA. So we're going to have to wait and see how that happens. But that's also part of the issue that's putting pressure on stocks right now. From a technical analysis perspective, the S&P 500 broke down below its 200-day moving average. This is not necessarily a deal breaker for stocks being in a bull market, but it certainly puts us on notice that the upwards momentum is being challenged in a big way. In terms of stocks bottoming, they really do need to bottom sometime in the next couple weeks for us to get anything resembling the Santa rally that many on Wall Street are anticipating to end the year. As I'm recording this, the S&P 500 is marginally down. My own analysis suggests that we could see the S&P 500 break down into the 4100 sometime in the near future. That's going to be potentially a really solid buy depending on what happens with bonds. Outside of this, the situation in gold looks a bit overdone. If you consider what gold has done relative to the dollar, which has been pretty strong, and relative to yields, which have been rising, this is mostly a move occurring due to fears of global conflict, specifically in the Middle East. It looks a little bit overdone to me. I would not be surprised to see gold correct a bit. And the same goes for oil. Oil looks rather surprising. If you think about it, oil typically will move quite a bit when things get hairy in the financial world. And the fact that oil really has only gone from about $84 or $82 a barrel up to 90 given what's going on in the Middle East, is kind of surprising. You'd actually expect to see things go up quite a lot more. This is especially true if you consider that the U.S. has announced it will be buying oil to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve anywhere around $79 a barrel. So put in the very simplest way, the U.S. has announced it's going to buy oil anywhere around $79 or $80 a barrel, which should put an absolute bottom in the oil market. Throw in the fact we've got all this concern in the Middle East, and I'm actually a little surprised oil hasn't gone up more. So that's something I'm watching to try and figure out what exactly is happening. I don't have an answer for you right now. As far as a deeper dive into stocks goes, we're now well into earnings season. We have Meta, Alphabet, and a number of large tech plays making announcements this week regarding their earnings. Earnings should actually be quite splendid, but the issue is how does the market react to them? We've lately been seeing the opposite. So if you go back to the last quarter, when these companies were announcing decent earnings, they were getting sharp spikes higher in price. This time around, we are actually seeing tech stocks and other players like American Express sell off quite aggressively despite announcing great results. And I think part of this has to do with the fact that a lot has been baked into the stock market. As I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, the S&P 500 was being priced as high as 19 times forward earnings, which is pretty extraordinary given that treasury yields are, ish are yielding 5%. 
So with that in mind, it's not too surprising that stocks are selling off during earnings rather than ramping because a lot of growth and a lot of sort of positive announcements has been baked into stock prices. They're very richly valued and actually look more to me like they need to dip down to be at a fair value. My current fair value for the S&P 500 would be somewhere in the 4100s. That's why I think that's a solid buy area or buy zone for stocks. But again, we really need to get through earnings and see what the QRA announcement is for us to have a better sense of how things should look for the remainder of the year. That's really all I've got for you this week. I'm Graham Summers, and this is Bulls, Bears, and BS.